In today's episode, we discuss business ownership, overcoming adversity, the difficulties of the music industry, stopping complacency, juggling responsibilities, giving to others with no expectations, and philosophy benefits. I hope that you'll support the show by going on and leaving us a review on your podcast platform of choice. And of course, please give us a follow um, and a share. It always helps us to grow the show. Thanks again, and I hope you enjoyed today's show. Welcome to the Renaissance Wisdom Podcast, where ancient and modern wisdom come together to create a better way of living. I'm your host, Shane Sorensen, and each week we speak with successful people from a plethora of disciplines in search of wisdom from their own lives. Your own personal renaissance begins today. Let wisdom be your guide. Hey everybody, welcome to the Renaissance Wisdom Podcast. I'm here with a good friend of mine, Brandon Oliver. Welcome to the show. Hello, hello. What's up? How you doing this morning? Doing well. Uh, I'm awake. It's another yeah. day. I, I, I see you. You said you had to escape the uh, the two year old inside, right? So yeah, there is nowhere to go. She yeah. will find you, and she will get. It's like it's like the 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 quieter she's supposed to be, she, and she knows it. The louder she's gonna be. Yeah, it's like it's like her thing. She's she's very mischievous. So well, at least at least you got the mobile studio. The the Tesla's looking good. Look- <laughs> nice. Yeah, I got a decent setup in the background. Yeah. Cool. Well, uh, I'm I'm excited to have you on. I know that uh, you know you're you're a coworker, you know, former coworker of mine. I, I met you a long time ago at a at a job sure. that we shared, and uh, you know, even even when I first met you, I could tell that there was a certain way that you carry yourself, and just you know, very very professional, like soft like soft spoken. You listened a lot. Um, what I what I tell people a lot, like one of my favorite qualities in a human being is is prudence. And, you know, mm-hmm. prudence is essentially just somebody that carries himself with wisdom. They, they know when to speak, they know when to listen. They, uh, they're not like super impulsive. They think through their yeah. actions, they take time. And, uh, that was something that I, I realized about you, you know, very quickly when I met you. So, mm-hmm. um, definitely appreciate that about you. So just to start out, just kind of wanted to, uh, you know, introduce you to the listeners. Tell us a little bit about, uh, you know, yourself and your background, that kind of thing. Yeah, definitely. Uh, well, again, my name is Brandon Oliver. Uh, originally born in Los Angeles. Um, I grew up in Nashville. Uh, it's kind of it's known for its music. Uh, I grew up, you know, really, really loving music, studying music. Um, I went to college for music. Uh, I got an audio engineering degree, um, and that brought me to Atlanta. Uh, I got an internship. I didn't know anybody in Atlanta, which was a good thing because in college it was a whole different, <laughs> a whole different monster. But when I got to Atlanta, mm-hmm. uh, didn't know anybody, so I got really, I was able to really, really focus in the internship because I just didn't have anywhere else to go. So honestly, I would stay long hours. I would, you know, work really, really hard, um, even not really getting paid. I just, I didn't have anything else to do, so I figured I'd just kind of stay, improve myself, and that landed me an assistant engineer position, which ultimately turned into an engineering position. Um, so I was an audio engineer for about, uh, what, 10, about 10 years or so, um, which uh, it was it was an amazing experience in terms of who I got to record. Um, being in Atlanta, I got to work with a lot of really big, high-end kind of artists, from actors to singers and, and hip-hop artists. Um right. But I also noticed that um, over the course of a certain amount of time, uh, it wasn't it wasn't exactly what I enjoyed doing. Um, and I kind of had to come to terms with myself and be honest about it. So after about 10 years, uh, they closed the studio down, which was kind of my way out. Um, and then that is when I uh, I got a position uh, at uh, a cell phone store doing sales, which led into me working at the gym because I was working out uh, at the gym you were actually uh, overseeing. And yeah. um, that's, you know, that's kind of where it turned into, you know, running the other location uh, and honestly, you know, just gathering a ton of information at the gym. And that's, that was, you know, my fitness journey and, and all of that. And uh, it was, uh, you know, and that turned into, um, probably was making really good money, uh, at least for the way I kind of manage my money. And, uh, you know, and I knew at some point I wanted to, uh, grow and, and get out of the nine to five. Um, so I, you know, for a few years, just kind of stacked money, 
bit the bullet and, and less sleep, more work, more work, you know, kind of the sacrifice it took. And then, you know, ultimately started my own business. And that's kind of what led me to where I am now. But, you know, that's a bit about my history. Um, so, so, yeah. Yeah, I mean, you, you have like a you have an interesting story. I, f- I feel like, you know, a lot of people who just like reach a point where they start experiencing some success in life or, you know, they, they get to a certain level that they, they have this like really interesting, you know, like arc, like you, you go through a bunch of different things, you know, like um, as much as the modern education system wants to focus on like specialization, like you got to go out, you got to do one thing, you got to be the best at that. Yeah. I, I feel yeah. like most of the time, a vast majority of the time, it's not the people who are just like autistically focused on one thing that are successful as people that they, they can grow and adult, like evolve and adapt to different situations. Um, yeah. I feel like that was one of my um, kind of kind of one of my biggest. I mean, and, and who knew, you know, when you're 16, 17, uh, I feel one of my biggest setbacks or drawbacks in, in, in life being young was, yeah, it was just like, hey, you go to high, you go to school, you get good grades, you graduate, you go to college, you get a good degree and then you'll you're set for life, you know. And I wish at, at a younger age someone said, hey, that doesn't have to be the path, because what ultimately happened is I go to college. And I spend four years studying something and I'm like, okay, well, I got a degree in here, so I got to follow that career path. I follow that career path and it leads into a career that I'm not actually really, I love music, but the aspect of the, the engineering portion of it, I, I just didn't have my heart set in it. It was more so, you know, it takes a different type of person. Engineering, especially on that level, uh, requires a lot of a lot of time it's very very time consuming i would have days in the studio or i might be in the studio for 12 13 hours and when you're dealing with a bit of higher end client you can't really do anything i mean if they decide to leave for five hours and and you know listen i had a hip-hop artist so they would leave and go to strip clubs for like six hours and <laughs> they'd, they'd show back up at 6 a.m i've been sitting there since 9 p.m and they're ready to record yeah. you know and so after a while and i just realized even just the, the engineering portion of it i just wasn't as interested i love the music side and the production side and the creative side of it but honestly i feel like that took a little bit of creativity out of it for me because i am a creative and uh i did it for 10 years and it was just like i wish i would have admitted to myself years ago you know that hey you don't actually really enjoy this and you know you did college for four years uh which you know you just kind of put me in the mindset like i have to go this route you know and it wasn't until i was honest with myself that everything kind of changed for me so for sure I think there's like, <clears throat> there's really two kinds of human beings too, right? Like, I feel like what happens to a lot of people, I, I think most people experience a similar thing, right? You, you go to school, they, they tell you like, it's going to be this, you go to, you go to college, you get your degree, you go out, you get your job. And then, you know, you have, you buy your house and you have 2.5 yeah. kids and you get a couple dogs and like, <laughs> and that's it, right? And then you do that until yeah. you're 65, like, and then you can then you can just like go, you know, retire in Florida somewhere. But it's like most people get to that point and they, they reach this destination that you've been sold, right? Like the American dream, this Mm -hmm. thing is going to happen. And there's like a moment where you realize, man, this isn't really like what it was like cracked up to be. Like I thought I was told that, you know, making this certain amount of money or getting into like this career was going to be it. And you realize that like, it doesn't really do anything for your soul, for your spirit, for, no, for who you are. Not at all. No fulfillment. Yeah. There just was no fulfillment and, at all. And there's like two types of people. There's the person that accepts it. And it's like that you just see like their, their spirit becomes crushed under the weight of like the monotony of what they're doing. And they just, they yeah, give up. Right. It's, it's like the guy that has no energy. He like, he's got the big beer belly. He doesn't take care of himself. He just, <laughs> he just totally lets himself yeah. go because he he's he's made it. You know, he's like he's retired in yeah. his head and he just basically there or you know, or a woman too, right? It doesn't have to be directed at men, but um <laughs> you know, or there's the other person that reaches that point and they they kind of look at it and they they think to themselves there's got to be more than this and they it causes them to move into another thing or or to start a side hustle or mm-hmm. uh and I, I think that that's definitely something that we should remember, right? It's like when, when you get too comfortable, there, there's a, a loss of kind of potential, a loss of like growth and energy that comes. So being adaptable right. for sure, you know, like 
realizing that there's never an end point, you know, in mm-hmm. the journey. It just it's life's just one big journey. And as soon as you think that this is it, you get into that place and you just kind of stop growing, right? Yeah, and and I tell you, and that that's kind of for me. There's always there's just always been in something inside of me, just like a drive or a work ethic. That's like, you know there's more, there's more, you know, you can accomplish more. And, and not that I, that, not that any, it's genuine. I, I want to do it. I mean, it, it's, again, that's, that's the fulfilling thing for me. It's like setting a goal and then accomplishing it and then realizing, oh, there's, there's more goals that come along as I accomplish those goals. And I couldn't, I, I the, the whole, the being stationary, being complacent, it just never worked for me. I, I never understood mm-hmm. complacent people, people that did, like you said, worked a nine to five until like just followed that comfortable path that, you know, that's just aligned for you. I was a risk taker. I was like, Hey, it's either going to work or it's not, but I won't know, you know, uh, you know, and it's super cliche, um, but you don't get another life. There's no redos. There's no retries. There's not a continue button. So, I mean, to, to be blessed with, you know, to be blessed with life, to be blessed with living and not fully, fully, fully try and reach your potential. I feel like it's a waste. I just, I I think it's a waste of time. It's a waste of life. Uh, you're, it's a waste of of just all the things that could come out of, you know, I have this idea that like, what if, what if there's something that you were amazing at and skilled at, but because you never tried it, you never knew. And that to me is, is, is pretty depressing. I mean, uh, you know, I, I think about like, what if, what if, uh, what if I would have been the greatest soccer player in the world, but I never played soccer because I just, you know what I mean? So it's just, I always think about things like that. And so for me, it was just like something, if you're interested in it, if you have a goal, you know, for me, I was like, I'm, I'm going to take the risk and I, I try and accomplish it. Uh, and, and, you know, whether I do or I don't, you know, I can't fail until I quit. So it's just, for me, it's just the consistency, not being complacent, not being comfortable and not being happy with any of those for sure. things. And I know, like, I, I sent you um, <clears throat> like a copy of my book and stuff, and I know I know you checked it out. That that's something that mm-hmm. I talk about, and <clears throat> really the whole like wrapping yeah. up idea of my book is that eudaimonia, yes. the idea that if you're seeking this endpoint, this okay, I can do this, and then I'll be happy. You, you just mm-hmm. always you're always going to be let down, right? Because that's never going to last forever. Happiness yes. comes and goes based on the situation, right? I mean. Mm-hmm. From yourself, right? Being a business owner, I know you said you've been you've been busy. You've been hard to get a hold of. You yeah. haven't been sleeping. Um, you're a dad, <laughs> but you still find time to take care yeah. of yourself. You know, going to the gym and things like that. And uh, you know, I'm sure there's there's times where you've got four hours of sleep and you're very happy. You know, and you're feeling good in that moment. Yeah. And there's probably times where yeah. you know you you've been you got a good night's sleep. Everything's going good, and you just you feel empty, right? So that's like. Your emotions come it's and weird. go, it's but weird. if you're if you're progressing as a human being, if you're working towards something, then then you have that fulfillment that mm-hmm. follows you everywhere you go. Right, right. No, that that's exactly it. I um, uh, honestly, I don't I don't even mind staying busy. It kind of it kind of gives me uh, purpose in life. I think a lot of us do search for that right purpose. Why are we here? What are we here for? Right. But if I can consistently find things that fulfill me and, and, and take care of other people, I feel like some sort of purpose is being met. Um, and, and so in terms of just, you know, all the things that I do with business, uh, being a father, um, you know, fitness, you know, fitness is really important because it's kind of my, uh, one thing I, I one thing I, I've tried to do is maximize my potential in every facet of life, um, and physical is is a part of that. And fitness keeps me, you know, fit, fitness is like my my meditation yep. for the day, right? It's like if I don't work out for the day, I mean, I'm at the point if I don't work out, I don't feel good. I like I'm I'm not I'm I'm annoyed if I miss a workout. It's just it's just yep. how I how I am now. Um, and so I, I like to go in and work out and I put on, I put in my headphones and I don't even listen to music. I listen to podcasts. I listen to things that, uh, I don't even work out ideally to music. A lot of times it's a podcast, something that's, uh, helps with self growth, financial things, uh, things on YouTube that I might just put in my ear. And it's somebody who's like, you know, you know, here's how to buy real estate. And I just listen to it yeah. for an hour. Somebody that says, Hey, you know, here's how to, here's how to focus every single day and, and make a million dollars. And I might just put it, you know what I mean? That's, that's kind of what I, I listen to because the working out portion is, is a, is a, um, it's a very, 
it's very more it's I'm by myself. There's nobody in my circle. Uh, I can kind of, you know, just focus on what I need to focus on and uh, working out just really, really centers me. Uh, so for me, it's, it's a bit it's, it's kind of my, my meditation there. Um, and, you know, I was watching this one guy. Uh, I can't remember his name, but he was saying uh, one of the things that helps him uh, in life is like when he goes and works out, he doesn't he doesn't look at working out uh, like, oh, I got to work out. I can't wait till I'm done. Like I want that fulfilling feeling when I'm done working out. He tries to look at each set and each workout as like his fulfillment. So like he tries to enjoy the pain, the painful yeah. part of it. Um, and it helps him a lot in life is that if he's like, you know, and he's like, sometimes you just got to lie to yourself. You know what I mean? Like when you're, you know, you're doing 20 reps on, on curls and something and your arm is, is hurting and you don't, you don't look to, Oh, I can't wait till I put these weights down. You actually embrace the pain and it helps you uh, in, in other uh, aspects of life, which, you know, I, I try to apply it. It's hard to do, and I haven't mastered it quite yet, but it definitely is uh, a part of something I practice daily um, to help me just kind of face any any adversity or any pain that I might deal with in life and embracing it instead of saying, man, I can't wait till this, till, till this is over, you know, so I can get on to the next thing. And so. Yeah, it makes me think of that uh that like old Muhammad Ali interview where they ask him how many sit-ups he does per day and he's he's like I don't know. Mm -hmm. I, don't, I don't start counting until it hurts. And he's like <laughs> yeah. th that's when it matters <laughs> <Yeah>. and uh <clears throat> yeah. I I've been thinking a lot about this lately too with like you're you're starting to see like the David Goggins and Andrew Tate and you're starting to see the rise of these yeah. kind of like they're like the antithesis of the modern kind of voice, right? Mm -hmm. The modern voice is yes. like, love yourself, accept yourself as you are like fat and beautiful, mm -hmm. like all these things, right? Like <laughs> becoming soft has become like so acceptable, right? It's there's mm -hmm. society mm -hmm. wants to just like celebrate you as you are. And I, I think that's important, yeah. right? There, there is a voice of like self acceptance and just kind of learning to, to accept yourself, sure. to love yourself as you are, to, and and sure. I think that's important because a lot of people don't respect themselves. But the thing that people sure. have to realize is that part of respecting yourself is is like treating yourself the same way you would treat a kid, right? Or someone that you care about. Mm -hmm. If if you look mm -hmm. at your actions for yourself and you're not treating yourself as someone else that cared about you would, then you're not really respecting yourself, right? Like if you go out and you just right. eat a double cheeseburger eight times a day and you don't go to the gym mm -hmm. and you don't read and you just, you go to work all day and you gossip about people and then you go home and you're stressed out. You know, you tell your wife to shut up, you sit down and you play video games for, you know, the next like five hours. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that's that's not respecting yourself, right? Like if, if you saw your yeah. kid behaving that way or someone you cared about, you'd be like, look, like treat your wife right. Like, you yeah, know, get it to get yeah, go put some energy in at work, like yeah. go to the gym. Yeah. So like accepting yourself being lazy is not like that. That's not a good message, but, but that's where you see, like, you know, like I said, the David Goggins and the Andrew Tate, they're, they're this like mm -hmm. super other side of the equation. That's just like, get up, you fat piece of shit. Like <laughs> yeah. go to the gym, take care <laughs> yeah. of yourself. Like yeah. you, you've got to do this, like stop yeah. being a pussy. Right. Like, and yeah. Yeah. Th I think there's a reason that they're like, they're, they're growing to the kind of level that they are. And I think that, uh, Oh, 100%. as a society, yeah. I think that voice is important and that voice is inside of all of us, right? Like, you know, mm -hmm. you, you go to the gym, you're working out. There's the voice that's like, I'll just like skip today. And, and then there's the voice that's yeah. like, no, you gotta, like, you gotta do this. You made a, you made a commitment. And, uh, you know what? I think, no, yeah. I'm glad you said that. Yeah, I was watching an interview with Andrew Tate, and uh, listen, I, I understand all the controversy. Yeah, right? so I don't try to sure. talk about it too sure. much because you know it's just hey, that's one thing I'm not touching. But uh, let's I, I can't excuse the fact that he says a lot of brilliant shit. I mean, the guy the guy says a lot of lot of very smart things, and uh, he talked about that. He was like, you know, he was like the difference in in a man is the guy who says. Um, and obviously he was equating it to like the guy that gets the girl, the guy that gets the pussy. Right. And he was like, you got the guy who's, who's who wakes up and says, you know, ah, oh, man, I don't feel good today. I'm just going to skip. And you got the guy who says, oh man, I don't feel good, but I'm about to hit this gym anyways. And he said, the difference between those two guys will be a major difference in their success level. He was like the guy that, that does that, that says, you know, that, that does skip the skip the day. 
he will never be as successful as the guy who, who doesn't, who feels the exact same way yeah. as the other guy, but says, fuck that feeling. I'm going to the gym. It's cause it's gotta get done, you know? So, um, and, and I agreed with, I agree with that, you know, and, I I don't wake up every day and be like, man, I can't I can't wait to be in pain. You know, I love leg day. Like, I can't wait to not walk today. <laughs> but it's got to get done. You know what I mean? It, it's 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 got to get done for my. I mean, it's not just it's not just like, hey, you know, go work out so you got a great six pack and it's it's healthy. It's healthy for you, yeah. right? Like, I want to live a long time. I don't want to die from you know from overdose of sugar <laughs> i don't want to become a diabetic it's it's a science it's a science to it it's not just like hey i want to you know take my shirt off at the beach you know it, it helps my mental health that, and, and mental health is a big part of that too so that whole you know i i get it like there's a balance right accepting yourself uh, which i agree with i don't judge you know i i remove all judgment yeah, from my yeah. life so in terms of how someone carries herself like if it if it doesn't affect me you know if it's somebody i love uh, yeah we're gonna have a talk you know but if it doesn't affect me ultimately or my life you know it's not my business however um there's a lot to say about the mental health uh about the men- about the mental health state of the world and at least in in america and and it's dwindling majorly and i think a major part of that is the whole you know yeah, just, you know, accept yourself, do whatever you want, you know, eat five cheeseburgers a day and, you know what I mean, and play video games all day, sure. But as a human being, ultimately, most of us want purpose in life. Most of us want something to accomplish. That's just human nature in itself. And when you kind of remove that is when you when you start to see uh, uh, people facing depression, people facing mental health issues, that uh, you see a lot of that, uh, you know, every day, all day. So, you know, that that's just the one thing. And, and I, it's very prevalent, even in my circle, you know, a lot of people around me turn to turn to drugs, um, to, you know, turn to removing themselves from reality. Like, how can I get away from my reality? Dude, that's a mental health issue. I love my reality, but that's a choice for me, you know, so. Yeah. And it's, it's, it's set up everywhere too, with like social media, the way the, the algorithms are designed to just kind of bring you in and like, yeah, get, like gather your attention and just keep you swiping. Even, even like the video games, right? Like you don't just play the video game. There's achievements. Mm-hmm. And then at the end of the match, they have, you, you get all your stats and you get to see how you performed <laughs> and you start unlocking new skins and all this different <laughs> stuff. And it's, it's all set up yeah. to make you feel like you're progressing. But when you look at it at the end of the day, you're like, did I, did I really progress? Like I just, I just killed zombies for five hours. Like, uh, <laughs> I mess with my son about that. He does it all the time. Cause he gets the trophies I and mean, he's 14. So yeah. whatever, you know what I mean? But I mess with him because he'll, he'll be like, Oh yeah, man, I got the trophy for, you know, uh, you know, g- killing most zombies in an hour. And I'm like, I, I, I mess with him, but I'm like, yeah, that's, that's not that yeah. big a deal, boss. <laughs> and obviously like I, he knows I'm messing with him, but, but, you know, there's a bit of truth to that. Like, yeah, that's not an accomplishment in real life. It, it sounds great on a game. I, I, what I usually, what I usually mess with him and say, I'd be like, well, how, how much money did yeah. you make doing that? He'd be like, I didn't make anything. I was like, well, yeah. <laughs> well, until you make some money killing zombies, you let me know. But I mean, obviously I'm, I'm encouraging yeah. my son and I, you know, we, we, we cloud around a lot, but there's, you know, there's a little bit of truth that I have in that. And I'm just like, yeah, that's not really an accomplishment. You know, it doesn't, no, no, no don't get me wrong. There are people who make money. <laughs> I was just getting ready to say well, one day hour. he's going to come home. He's going to say, <laughs> and, and, and listen, if, if... <laughs> he'd be like, dad, I made 50,000. Hey, if you do that, then there we go. Okay. Well, Hey, get, keep getting those trophies, son. I love it. I love it. Uh, I did, I signed a guy up at the gym one time and his job was literally playing video games and uh, he would just do tournaments. I mean, he, he didn't do anything else. He would go to tournaments and apparently he was like a phenomenal player and the guy would win like 30 grand. Yeah. Just 30 grand. And they'd live off of it for you know a few months and then he'd go and do another tournament. And I'm like, that's, that's probably a, a, an amazing way to live. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. A little jealous of that, but <laughs> Yeah. No, I mean, there's definitely, there's money in it. It's, they say it's one of the fastest growing kind of like sports, you know, the, the esports business. So, yeah. So tell, tell (laughs) me a little bit about, um, I know, like, obviously I know you got a lot of background in music and I know you, you do some recording and stuff yourself. Like I know right now you've been really busy with your, with your new business that you launched. I know you're in trucking and stuff now. Um, are you working anything or are you working on anything right now in music or is that just kind of taking a back burner? Like what, what kind of projects you got going right now? 
Well, in music, um, what, so the one thing that I always faced in music is where to put the money. Right. And a lot of times are as an artist, uh, when you're putting money into the music, um, you put it in all the wrong places. You're like, you put in the wrong promotion or you put it into Mm -hmm. the wrong, you know, designing of the music, or you put it into the wrong ad service. I mean, it's just, it's really hard to figure out you know, the, where to put your money. Cause you have some companies saying, Hey, we can get you a thousand streams on Spotify. And then you do it and they're all fake, right? Oh, Hey, we can get you, you know, two, 10,000 fans on your Instagram and you do it. And it might be fake, might be real, you know? So it, it turns into like, dang, I'm just spending money and I don't know where, where to put it at. So for me, what I wanted to do one, one thing that, um, that I, that I, uh, it's not that music took a back burner. It's that when I acquired the money that I needed to, uh, which I'm trying to accomplish with my business, um, that I, have enough to say to put it in the right place and when i do put it in the right place it actually works for me it actually does something to uh to um uh, to forward my career in music as opposed to just blindly kind of spending it running out of money and then saying damn i didn't even get anywhere i just spent five thousand dollars and i'm in the same place that i was so that's kind of you know that that's kind of where i'm at with music so i still work on it i actually have some some music coming out uh shortly honestly it'll be i got some new music coming out within within a week or so um however i just wanted to do it the right way and and cultivate as opposed to just you know because music is is you know if you're creative you you know you spend a lot of time on your music so one of the downfalls is spending so much time and then not seeing anything coming to fruition having all you know all the hours you spend in the studio writing and i do everything i write i mix i i record myself i do everything so i mean the, the amount of time that i put into it and then you don't see any fruits of your labor which i mean is life in general right you, you work really hard and then you might not see anything for a long time so while i understand that aspect of it when you just do it so so much so much so much and then you don't see anything you either you either say okay this isn't for me or you say okay what am i doing wrong where do i could go back to the drawing board figure out what to do because there's you know there's definitely a money aspect to it where you do got to put your money in the right place um and music just tends to be that one kind of sector where it's like where the hell you know if i if i go into business as a as a if i'm selling you know i don't know if i'm selling cars it's pretty straightforward how to get customers you Mm -hmm. know what i mean to to my car business um or from at the gym, right? We It's very simple to say, okay, how do you get members to come into there? How do you get people interested in coming to the gym? Well, that's easy, right? Music is hard. It's it's very hard to figure out the path to say, okay, how do I, I besides just putting out music, there's millions of other artists out there. How do you get people attracted to your music besides just making good music? Because you can make amazing music and that doesn't mean you're going to have, you know, a million fans in a year. So you can make incredible music and then you're like, yeah, but how do I gain the fan base? How do I, where do I put my money at? And music is really, really hard at figuring that out. Um, and, and it's always a different formula. You always hear different artists get on a a different way. You know, some guy, you know, put a million songs out in the year and he finally gained, you know, the fan base or he had somebody who, you know, caught, uh, caught Jay-Z and threw their album at him. You know what I mean? It's just like always something super random. And, but as a, as a, just a normal artist trying to, to, uh, trying to expand his fan base and gain some, some, uh, success in it um consistency is a huge part of it but then also knowing where to put your money so that that's kind of one thing that i've uh, been you know i was like hey if i can if i can make a bunch of money in you know kind of my business i can actually take that money and maybe start investing more in the music side of it and putting it yeah, in the right place I'm, so that, that makes a lot of sense it, it actually it makes me think a lot about like when i was training jujitsu full-time you know 10 years back or whatever and i was competing and <clears throat> that that was kind of my wake up call was I, I had an injury and it was right before the world championships and I was I was out for like six weeks. Um mm-hmm. I think it tore like tore my meniscus or something and mm-hmm. I you know, went from training like three yeah. three times a day to just being at home and you know, you try to distract yourself and watch videos and whatever, mm-hmm. but I, I I had a lot of time yeah. to think and one of the things I ended up thinking about was like, Okay, so l- let's say I go get this, you know, world championship at Purple Belt and then okay, I get my brown belt and then let's say I get, you know, really lucky and I get my black belt in two more years. So I, I win brown belt worlds and I get my black belt. Yeah. And then let's say I do something that's very difficult for people to do and immediately go out and win a black belt world championship. And then, you know, then I've made it if you're a black belt world champion. So I'm like, all right, best yeah. case scenario, like yeah. if I really bust my ass, get lucky. The stars align. I'm looking at five years and I got a black belt world championship. <laughs> And basically, I'm going to be broke until then. Yeah. 
And, you know, then I'll be a black belt world champion. So then I could open a gym. But if I open a gym, I'm going to either have to have an investor or, you know, I'm going to have to hit the lottery because I'm broke because I've been nothing, doing nothing but training for the last five years. And <laughs> right. that, that right, was when right, I was right, like, right, man, yeah. you know, like if everything went perfect, I'm still going to be broke for like, you know, six years, mm -hmm. seven years. And, uh, well, you know, money is not <laughs> yeah. obviously everything, right? There, there's so many things that are more important than money. Money at, at the end of the day, it's like, it's a means to be able to do the things that you want to do. It, it's freedom. So exactly. Yeah. It, yeah. When, when you're having to spend all of your time on something and you get no money coming in and then it's like, okay, I've just spent eight hours recording, you know, doing, doing my music, like mixing, mastering, promoting. And then at the end of the day, you get no money for it. You're like, all right, well now I still gotta, I still have to go buy food. I still got to get diapers for my kid. I still have to, you know, pay the rent. So, uh, there, there definitely is like, and I thinking through, as you're talking about music, I can see why it would be really difficult because, you know, like even with what I'm doing, you know, moving into like influencing and, um, you know, releasing the book, like mm -hmm. it seems easier to monetize what I'm doing than it would for, for recording artists. Right. Because I can, I can put out a book. I can, I could, yeah. you know, there's a lot of things I could do that I, I'm not going to, like I could do courses or I could do, you know, coaching with people. Yeah, there, there's right, so many right. avenues I could go down. I can mm -hmm. sell ad space. Like as yeah. a recording artist, I mean, what do you, what do you really do? It's like you, you put out an album, but everyone streams stuff for free. Uh, I mean, what you, you sell yeah. t-shirts and merch. <laughs> right. I mean, you ask, like yeah. you, you go do a concert, but then there's, huge financial risk to that because you got to put all this money in, pay all these people out. And if nobody shows mm -hmm. up now, now you just threw, threw yep. like 60, 70 K out the window. <laughs> so, um, yeah, yeah I mean, I, yeah. I, I could just see it being I mean, very, very difficult. Out and yeah, it's, you know, you know, and then you, you do, you put your music out and then, and, and now what, uh, ho hope you guys listen to it and they're already got their, their favorite artists they're listening to. So it's, it's, uh, again, there's a consistency factor in terms of being consistent. Obviously you got to make good music. Um, although I'm under the mindset that you, um, there's a, there's a fan base. If you make, if you make good music, yeah. there's a fan base for it. Right. But how do you get, you just got to get, get that fan base and, and getting to them is the hard part. And like I said, consistency is a factor of it, but then there's a money aspect to it. And yes, you know, money's not, I don't place value on money in the sense of like, I need money. I mean money, but yes, money's a means to an end. You have to have it. That's just the way the world works. So we understand the, the, the dynamic of money where, whether you, whether you think it's important or not, it's important to, to, to attain a certain goal for sure. You just, you have to have it for certain things, you know, and, that's just how the world runs, unfortunately. Yeah. Well, I, I hope you do continue with your music. I, you know, I've, I've listened to some of your stuff and I, I actually, I think you're, I think you're really good, man. I, I like, I like the, the production you do, the music you do, your, your lyrics are really, really good. Yeah. Um, you're, you're very diverse in what you can do. Like you, you can go super fast. You can do the yeah, slower like delivery. Um, you, I, I know the one video you yeah. did, um, where you were, you were basically like two different people rapping back and forth to each other with like the different perspectives. I mean, uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. uh, the, the music that you do is very intelligent. Like I said, you know, your lyrics are, your lyrics are way better than a lot of people that are out there on the radio getting, getting tons of play. So yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Um, so I, I real quick wanted to touch on, cause I know we had a conversation, this is a while back, but, uh, we were talking about when I was working on my mm -hmm. book and, um, we were, we were talking about philosophy and I think you were kind of mentioning you were getting into stoicism a little bit and that kind of thing. So like how, you know, yeah. specifically with philosophy, how, how is like philosophy affected your life? Like what, what kind of things have you learned through, you know, your study of philosophy over the years? Man, honestly, it's, it's, changed my life to, to be quite honest i uh i was always very very interested in psychology um just how the mind works how people work understanding people being able to adapt to people um why people do the things they do uh and then you know my interaction with them um and then uh it's actually you that introduced philosophy to me and you hear the word philosophy and it sounds like you know yeah. old men who just you know 
you know, you <laughs> like you, you know, old, old men in the Rome times, like the, the statues and Socrates and all that. But uh, so I, I didn't really understand the, the depths of philosophy and it goes hand in hand with, with a lot of psychology. Um, however, when you introduced it to me, um, I got really, really intrigued by it because, again, I've always been a person who wanted to maximize my potential, um, understand myself, like gain a, a, a total understanding of like a, gain total self-awareness of who I am and, and why I am. Um, and then in terms of just uh, how to maneuver in the world, um, have a sense of peace, a sense of happiness um, and, and how to attain those things. And so when you introduced it to me, um, that's when I got. I was, you know, I was really excited about it. Started doing readings and things of that nature. I think you, you, the first book you told me to read was Meditations, um, which I did, and uh, man, it blew my mind. And so I was like, "This is a hundred percent for me," because I grew up in a religious household. Um, my mom is a big, big Christian, uh, and while I, you know, I struggled as I got older, and you start questioning religion in itself, you know, not to attack Christianity, but just religion in itself, it started to, for me, it just was, I, I started to kind of veer away from it a bit. Um, mm. Why the moral aspect of, of the moral aspect of it made sense, but just kind of the, the, the things that it produced and, and, and the people that it produced and the mindsets I saw producing was just for me, I thought I found detrimental. Um, and so philosophy and, and especially and specifically stoicism um, really kind of made me feel like con I had control, like I had control over everything. Like I wasn't I didn't have to be yeah. good to like go to heaven. Right. Or to, to go to some magic paradise. What I was like, like I created that here on Earth for myself and it was my choice, my destiny, my fate is my choice. My happiness was my choice. You know, what I choose to endure, what I choose to complain about and not complain about what I choose to accept and embrace was all a choice was everything that, you know, was, was all inside me. I either woke up and chose to, you know, be angry about something that happened yesterday. or I wake up and choose to accept that it happened yesterday and today's a new day and life is going to happen regardless. doesn't matter. You know, if you, if you're, you know, it doesn't matter if you did a million good things yesterday and you fed the poor and you did, you could wake up today and you could wreck your car and yeah. you know, there'd be fatalities. It doesn't matter. So you had to understand how to maneuver through that and embrace it. And so honestly, dude, it's, it's like, it's allowed me to be as successful as I've been up to this point, simply because I've been able to, t I can't take everything in stride because I'm still human yeah. at the end yeah, of the of day, course. you know, there's still things that I'm like stressed about. Ah, what am I going to do? What am I going to do? You know, but it's allowed me to take, be, be a little bit more um, open, be a little bit more accepting of things and saying, listen, it's going to, things are going to happen. Uh, and, and, you know, the worst, the worst thing, right. Is, is death. Right. But as long as I'm alive and as long as I'm still able to, 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 you know, continue with what I had planned, um, even though there's sometimes obstacles in those plans, like it's not the end of the world. Yeah. It's not the end of the world. Life goes on. Keep pushing, keep overcoming, persevere. And I tell you, dude, in life, I mean, that that's just, you, you know, my even my girl, she just she's like, man, sometimes you just you're just so calm about things like you're so like, oh, well, you know, what can you do? Like you just keep going. And it's like, you know, how, how do you you know, she's she's sometimes pretty she's sometimes just uh just blown away by it and honestly it's more so just a practice for me like i practice it like it it, it becomes a, a daily practice where i'm like oh man like you know i had uh let's see i had i've had a lot of things that happen in business right so in terms of just like i had a week where i had two two trucks that yeah. got totaled and i'm just like what am i gonna do like it's just like cars like trucks flipping over and stuff but at the end of the day like the worst that can happen is you know i lose some money and the money's going to come back, you know, and it's stressful when you lose a bunch of money. But, you know, I've been broke before. I've been I've been without money before. And somehow I still managed to get to where I'm at. So for me, it was just kind of taking what comes. Stoicism has taught me to just really un not even just take what exactly. comes, but embrace it, yeah. you know, embrace that it's going to happen. And honestly, no matter how cliche it sounds, be when it happens, when it happens, you 
you learn that the next time it happens, you even take it much more mildly. So, you know, the next wreck that I had of a truck, I was like, oh, I got through the last, you know, two that were horrible. How bad could this be? You know what I mean? So it's just it it does make you stronger in that sense where you're able to say, OK, I've been through this before. You know, I'm alive and well. I'm able to 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 get through it. I'm not going to stress the hell out out over it and lose sleep over it, you know, because life is going to go on. And as long as the people around me are healthy and I'm healthy, then, you know, what, you know, yeah, what's I mean, the that, that, that's a huge so. part of the process right there is just, you know, you, you become more courageous the more that you go through, the more that you experience, the more that you overcome, you, you start to Literally, see dude, like what, what's possible. You know what I mean? <clears throat> I can't tell you how much stress and anxiety and like feelings I had over releasing my book, for example, like how, even though like the book was written, even though it had been edited, even though I hired like a cover designer, you're, you're still sitting there and I'm yeah. like, ah, uh, like, you know, I don't, who am I? Like, who, who am I to release this book? And like, what I'm going to release it. No one's going to buy it. And then, yeah. you know, like I release it and, you know, I think <laughs> literally, I think for, for like pre-sales, I mean, I did like a couple hundred, like two, 200 or 250 in sales or something just for pre-sales. And you're like, you're like, wow, you know, like maybe wow. this is possible. And then it, you know, now it's, now it's, I think I'm, I'm getting close to like 2000 <laughs> sales uh, coming up, which is really good for a book. And wow, that's incredible. Yeah, appreciate dude. it. And uh, yeah. You see that you see that, no, and that, then it's like I, I, you just yeah. start to think like, oh well, like maybe, maybe like there's a lot more possible than what you think, right? But if you never do that first thing, then you, yeah. you'll never you'll never see kind of what the possibility could be. So, yeah, no, exactly, exactly. That, that's just, dude. That that has got me through so much in life. I mean, it, it just has. And dude, it started the business yeah. was so stressful. I mean, it was just so stressful, dude. I had. I had weeks where I was just losing sleep and I was like, man, I'm losing my grasp because I'm so good at taking things in stride and I'm not taking this really, really well. I mean, but for me, I think I didn't even realize, even though I wasn't taking it well, I was still doing it. I was still, I didn't quit. I kept going. I kept going. And that part where most people would have quit, you know, um, uh, and, and, and ultimately said, this isn't for them because especially in the industry that I'm in, I mean, it's, it's very cutthroat. Most people don't last a long time. Uh, and I just, I don't accept failure. I just, I just don't. So even going through that stress, it didn't stop me from, from, from moving forward, which I didn't realize, like that still is a part of the process. Like, are you going to persevere through this? Are you going to continue to move forward? Or are you going to give up? You know, and that's the, the same thing we were talking about earlier. You wake up and you're tired. Do you and you say, no, nah, I'm skipping the gym today. Or do you wake up and say, I'm tired, but I'm still going to go to this shit. Cause I know it's got, that's get awesome. Done, man. That, you know? I, I so. love, love that mindset. I mean, that that's, what's, that's what's getting you where you are for sure. So. Yeah, I'll tell you, man. Yeah. Well, that's awesome about your book, man. I had, I had no idea. That's, that's incredible, dude. Cause I just, I remember from the beginning of where you were, um, yeah, just discussing about writing a book. And I was excited then, you know, I was excited then. And then just to see the journey and then see it come into fruition. I carry that book oh. with me everywhere you go, everywhere I go, by the way. I mean, I, uh, I, um, I, I really, really enjoyed the book, but, um, and maybe it's biasedness, but it's a really good book for, for me. I mean, I, I loved it. I, I love learning and, um, I loved reading every single just kind of ideal of each philosopher, uh, man it, it was it was so amazing but yeah man i, I keep it in my laptop bag i, always, I carry it with me like everywhere and That's i don't awesome, really carry it. books like that so <laughs> i mean it says a lot i don't know if it's uh I, I don't know how uh it does i don't know yeah. if, if me carrying that book means a lot but it definitely cool. just I know really, that i really i'm a big fan that. so <laughs> um so we're gonna move into the next kind of like got got like five questions basically every guest i've got the same the same questions for and it's it's aimed specifically at just pulling some wisdom out of, out of your life and your experiences. So, um, the first one we'll ask today is, uh, sure. have yeah. you experienced any personal setbacks or like big, big trials that you've gone through that define you as a human being, right? A, a lot of successful people, they have a moment where they hit like a rock bottom or something like they thought everything was lost. And it ended up being a great opportunity. Have you, have you experienced something like that in your own life? What I will say is, and yes, I have, I'd say there's probably a series of yeah. defining moments. I, I don't, I wouldn't even yeah. tie it all to one. 
I'd say my life is, you know, if, if you kind of saw where I come from and I don't want to give you the whole like rags to riches story, but I mean, we grew up poor, like, and I mean, poor, poor. I was raised by a single mother. Um, uh, she raised me and my brother. We were from Los Angeles. She moved across the country, uh, for a position. Um, we lived with people. We, pr- I probably didn't, we probably didn't have a, um, we probably didn't actually have a, uh, like an apartment until maybe my till I was in middle school. I mean, we lived with people. Sometimes we didn't have anywhere to live. Uh, we didn't, I don't think my mom had a car until maybe my high school years. So we walked everywhere. Um, and I mean, everywhere we walked to school, we walked to, uh, the grocery store to carry groceries home, you know? So these little series, I mean, honestly, were kind of smaller moments that molded me into, into who I was. And honestly, my mom, you know, just kind of watching her and her work ethic, uh, you know, definitely, definitely assisted in in who I am today. Um, and then as I got older, obviously, you know, still moments of, 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 uh, and there's still moments where, you know, that, that defined me. Um, I would say a, a, a major moment of mine, one, one major moment of mine was, um, I'm, I keep a very small group of friends. Uh, I don't typically make like new friends. I've just, yeah. I've never been the type. I don't know why people I grew up with tend to just be the same people that are in my life today. I moved to Atlanta and I've probably made all of like three friends, like, <laughs> like to, to be quite honest, but, um, when I was, uh, I've always been a, a bit of a, I got, I got a bit of a big heart. Like if people are in need, I feel like I have a, a duty or maybe an obligation to, to help with if, if I have it. Um, so I, I got, there was a time where very, two very, very, very close friends of mine, se- separate occasions, but within the same time frame, um, stole very large amounts of money from me. Uh, one, one lied to me about it. We were, we were trying to do some, some business and like, uh, buying and selling cars. Um, and so I sent him some money and he did not use the money for cars. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we'll put it that way. Um, and then I had another really, really close friend of mine who I wanted, we, I was in the middle of working on, uh, I had gotten to finances really big at the time, like understanding money, money management. And what I wanted to do was start a camp, um, in, back in my hometown, uh, for like younger, um, younger kids who, who, didn't really have the tools, uh, and they don't really teach, you know, certain financial things in school. So I thought it'd be really cool to start a camp, uh, and maybe have like a, a, a small week where I bring in, you know, financial advisor, somebody who could teach them about investing, things of that nature. So I was really working really, really hard on this. And, uh, we kind of joined together cause he's of the same mindset of me. And we had this, uh, kind of joint account of funds that we would, you know, go fund me money, people that were donating. Um, and he yeah. took it all. <laughs> uh, and so, um, very devastated, very devastated because I'm, I'm a very loyal person. Uh, so when I'm dedicated to you or to something, I don't, you know, you I know I'll never stab you in the back. Right. It's just, you know, I grew up in a very small family, me, my brother, my mom. So loyalty was like all we had, we only had each other. So like we were just dedicated to each other. So that, that same kind of, uh, characteristic stuck with me through my friendships, through any relationships that I had. And so, you know, I was very loyal to my friends. And so, you know, at the time, you know, money was really important to me. I mean, it still is, but at the time, you know, these things that I wanted to accomplish and I needed the money to do was really, really, really important to me. And for two of a very close friends, I only keep about five really close friends stole from me. And it was, a, it was a lot of money and it was almost towards the, like I was yeah. not making a lot of money at the time. So it was a huge blow. Um, and that moment right there, um, I started to go, I wouldn't, I wouldn't say I, I started to deal with depression, but I was definitely down, like really, really down. Like other things in my life started to falter because of it. Relationships that I was in, you know, the way I handled people, I didn't trust anybody. Um, you know, I, I was really, really down for a moment. And I think what that, that actual, what that taught me and what I carry through today in life is that I am always going, uh, I've just understood this about myself that I'm always going to be the type of person that gives and what comes with that, you know, isn't, you know, somebody that gives and somebody that helps, uh, sometimes 
what comes with that is that's not always going to be reciprocated. And most times it won't be reciprocated. Uh, when you're that type of person, you just got to kind of accept either you accept what comes with it or just stop being a helpful giving person because you're not going to be able to deal with, dang, I did a lot for you. And not that I'm trying to throw that in your face, but how could you do this to me? You know? So I now have the mindset that like, I give without any expectations and I help without any expectations. And I don't mean expectation where you're like, you're going to give back to me, but even the expectation that you're going to be loyal to, you know, I just do it because it makes me feel good. And whether or not you stab me in the back tomorrow or you steal from me, I, I'm just happy with the action of, I was able to help you out in a time of need. And so that has changed a lot of who I am now. And in terms of just be just doing things to, because it fulfills me yeah. and not for yeah. any other person. Great. That's a great lesson for sure. Yeah. Um, you can never really know, uh, what, what someone's going to do with your help. But I think, yeah, I mean, just getting, getting your point, getting yourself to a place where you can just kind of accept that the things that you do are because you want to do them and you want to help in what someone does with that and just kind of accepting whatever they do with it. I mean, that, that's definitely, that's a, that's a huge thing in life. Yeah, for sure. Um, <laughs> Now, I know we talked about, uh, we talked a little bit about your habits, right? Obviously, I know that you, you going to the gym has become a, a daily meditation mm -hmm. for you, a religious experience, so to speak. So, um, what, <laughs> yeah. what other daily habits, like what uh -huh. other, uh, major habits do you have in your day that, that help you just with productivity in life? Um, honestly, I'm, I'm a bit of a creature of habit. You know, I wake mm -hmm. up, I ate my breakfast, same same breakfast every day you know I, I, I stay on a pretty strict diet um so you know a bit of a creature of habit i wake up i eat my breakfast um you know i handle my business stuff uh, the gym and then you know my eat so my eating schedule is, is pretty much the same every day um you know the, the things i can control i try to control them uh, but one thing I, I did start incorporating uh i'm not the best at yet and it, i'm not even as as uh as disciplined as I like to be, but I, I do try to meditate, uh, before I go to bed. Um, and I would like to incorporate doing that when I wake up as well, but I've at least been able to find the time to do it before bed. Um, just kind of meditating and, 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 you know, meditating myself basically to sleep. And I've learned that it's gotten, it's, I've had a lot more peaceful sleeps because of it. Uh, but, um, honestly, other than that, like I said, my, my day today is, is really, is really just kind of uh, the same routine um and and I, I can't i can't pinpoint anything that i specifically do every, every single day besides the same things that okay. i that i already do and um I, I know you mentioned obviously you know you, you've read my book are there uh do, do you have like a book recommendation or like two book recommendations for people that just books that were particularly life-changing for you that you learned something from or yes yeah. Uh, one book that I, uh, one book that was really life-changing for me, um, was when I started getting to my, uh, started to, to kind of get in my, my, my financial bag when I started to really try to understand finances. Cause you know, I've always been really good with money. Um, and yeah. maybe I've just been frugal, <laughs> but either way, I've always been uh, pretty decent with money, but never really understood kind of like the inner workings of it, you know, how to make your money work for you, things of that nature, um, uh, things that they don't teach you. Uh, so I would say, um, the first book that I ever read that really thrusted me into uh, financial literacy uh, would be Rich Dad, Poor mm -hmm. Dad. And a lot of people, that's kind of their first book as well. But that book taught me a lot and got me so interested in it that I just, I, I kept going and kept learning and kept learning. But Rich Dad, Poor Dad, uh, one of my favorite books that I read that, that really thrusted me into financial literacy. Um, and the other book uh, yeah. is 48 Laws of Power. And I didn't like 48 Laws of Power from the manipulation aspect, uh, I didn't ideally like it. However, it helps me understand the inner workings of like the mind, right? And the the main focus of the book is like a comp how to how to you know get your way by any means necessary. And while I don't always necessarily agree, necessarily agree with that, it helped me understand you know the human psyche. And sometimes you gotta you know play the game to 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 get what you want, you know. And it helped me in in sales working it helped me in business you know creating the right relationships uh little little lessons throughout the book um so that that was also one of my uh one of my favorite books to read okay as well. 
if if have you ever read The Prince by uh, Machiavelli? No, but I've I've heard I've you, heard of it. You yeah. should read it sometime. I mean, it's kind of like the original Forty Eight Laws of Power, and it's like before yeah. anybody else ever wrote like that. But I mean, he says things like, yeah. you know, it's it's better to be you know feared than it is to be loved. Or like he sa- he says these like really <laughs> these really crazy things, but like all of our politicians read this. Like it it's really yeah. important to understand that yeah. while it may not be the way you choose to live your life, and it may not be the most ethical way to mm-hmm. live it li- live life. At times, it's necessary to sort of like do things yeah. that may not be the most like ethically. I don't I don't know like. Like sometimes you have to adopt the policy because you do have to, you know, Yeah. as much as you don't, as long as it's not super hurtful or detrimental to somebody, you know, there are times when it must must be applied, you know, especially in business. I learned in business, man, there's a lot of times where I got to play the game to get, you know, where I want, doesn't hurt anybody, but I understand the dynamic of, you know, of it as well. Like, like a good example is like, look at your business, right? I mean, as as much as you want to be a nice guy, as much as you want to like give people opportunities, as much as you want to be that hands off boss, right? If you have somebody that's fucking up, yeah, you have to just be able to come down. Like if you know that like five of your workers are getting together and they're whatever, they're like they found a way to skim money off the top or whatever. Like you can't just allow that to yeah. go on. Like you got to come down hard at least on one person and make right. an example, right? right? It's just. There, there's certain times where mm-hmm. you may have to be brutal, even if you don't want to be. And that's, you know, that's kind of what he's getting at, you know, with like, if, if you have to be feared or loved, you know, people can love you all they want, but if they're not afraid of you, the second that you turn your back, they might stab you in it. Uh, you know, versus no, that's if, I, I, yeah, <laughs> no, I, I've learned that. And especially in events, cause I, I mean, I, I, I can't be an asshole, but I tend to be a nice guy more, more so than not, you know, but in terms of like, you know, I have 20 plus employees, dude, you, you show any, any sign of weakness. Oh, they're taking advantage Yeah, straight up. It doesn't matter. I pay them. Well, I do, I do anything for them. And the smallest inkling of, Oh, I can get a little bit more off the top. Like it's, it's going to happen, yeah. you know? And so it takes me being like that authoritative figure, like, Hey, I'm a nice guy. Don't let that, don't, 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 don't take that kindness for weakness and, and don't confuse the two. When, when, when it's time to get things done, you can get replaced very quickly, you know? Yeah. So I, I can be your best friend or your worst enemy. And they, and they've seen it in action, but I also take care of the guys at the same time. So it gives them, you know, a, a bit of a balance there. So they're like, okay, he, he, he cares about us, but we can't double cross him, you know? For sure. All right. And then, uh, next one, we got, we got two questions left. Uh, do you have any do you have any heroes or a personal hero that you like you look up to or you looked up to when you were kind of you know growing up or anything like that? Man, this is this is gonna sound like the whole cliche, like, oh, oh you know. I look up I the, the I'd say my I, honestly my mom's my hero. That's I, awesome. I know that like I said, it, it sounds cliche, a lot of people say it, but if I didn't see her work ethic my mom, you know, I, I saw my mom sacrifice. Right. And one thing that I've learned in life is that like, it takes a lot of sacrifices. There, there's a lot of things that I sacrificed to accomplish a goal. You know, it, like I said, you know, even to start the business, I sacrificed, I worked two jobs for two years and made as much money as I can. I didn't sleep. I, I, you know, I was working at the gym and I was running the uh, garage flooring business and I was running that in the morning, doing the gym in the evening, sleeping for four hours and doing it all again the next day. And then do sometimes doing both at the same time, but I understand understood the sacrifice of that to get to where I want to, you know. I understand that was going to be a sacrifice. That one thing I I learned that from my mom was that you know there were times where she wouldn't eat so that we could eat. There were times that she wouldn't buy things so that we would have things, you know. And so she made those sacrifices. Um, she made those sacrifices for us, and that taught me, you know, that there are times in life you have to, you do have to make sacrifices to get to where you want to get to. My mom does really, really well in life now. I mean, it, the, you wouldn't have known then, you know, now because she, she, she does much better, which she's much more financially state, you know, she has much, much, much better in a, in a much better financial position than she was, um, has, you know, has, has bought, has bought and sold a house, has another house now, you know, so things that we didn't have going on, but like just her work ethic. Oh, like, she has to put food on the table. We don't have a car. We're walking to work. 
but we're going to walk. You got to get there somehow or another. We, we, anybody can say, well, we don't have a car. How are we going to survive? And then you're out on the corner or begging for change. I watched my mom say, no, if I got to walk, I got to walk. I mean, those are things. And my mom's like five foot one. <laughs> She's like this little, you know, and she, and that nothing stopped her. I, I just watched her growing. I watched her as I grew up and maybe it was subconscious and those same values were instilled in me. Um, and while my mom was very, very religious and like in her mind, you know, God and Jesus and got her through all that, regardless, you know, she persevered, she kept going and, you know, that, that was her kind of coping mechanism for how she, she was going to accomplish what she accomplished. And again, for me, I just watched it, you know, I, I was able to, to be a witness to it, was a part of it. And so my mom is, she's, she's always going to be here. I've never been like the celebrity type, you know, it's my hero or somebody that, you know, I, I have certain, uh, you know, I have certain celebrities or, or sports figures that uh, are inspirational. Um, I'm very inspired by like Kobe Bryant, because uh, he has the same mindset, right? The, the, yeah. the Mamba mentality, yeah. where it's like that, to me, that's, very inspirational that guy was if, if you just watch stories sure. from other players about him i was just watching a documentary um about dream team uh, uh or the redream team i forget what they call it but um where the guys were going out like after the games or after practices and they were like partying and then they get home at 4 a.m and kobe was like suited up walking to the gym and like you know uh, uh, Dwayne wade is like where are you going he's like i'm going to practice and he never went out with them and he went to practice and guess what kobe is always going to be revered as who he is the today, because instead of going out and drinking champagne and partying, he went to the gym at 4 a.m. And those stories are really, really inspirational for me. It, it makes me feel like, okay, I'm doing something yeah. right when I like refuse the the one part of life to make sure that I'm, I don't. so, you know, I, I definitely look up and I definitely am inspired, uh, you know, from stories about like a Kobe Bryant um, or Muhammad Ali, but I'd say my ultimate hero would, would definitely be my mother. Awesome. Okay. <laughs> I actually had a, a guest recently, uh, too, that, that said his dad. So, uh, no, noticing a bit of a, a pattern, maybe, maybe yeah. that's going to be a reoccurring thing. So that's cool. That's cool. <laughs> might be, it might be. Yeah. All right. And yeah. then, uh, last, so last question, this is, uh, this is the stumper. This is the one that always makes people have to think for a second, but, uh, what piece of advice would you go back and give to a younger you. So like, for example, if you could go back to, to 14, 15 year old Brandon, whatever, yeah. whatever age, I mean, you think you needed it. What, what one thing, if you could go back and tell yourself, would you tell yourself? I would tell myself, buy Bitcoin. Buy, <laughs> there no, you just go. Easy. <laughs> um, I would, <laughs> yeah. yeah, easy one. No. Um, now I don't think I would listen to myself if I did, but <laughs> I would try anyways. Um, I would tell myself there's nothing more valuable than time. As I've gotten older, I've realized time is the absolute most important thing in my life. Time with my daughter, time with my son, time with my family, my girl, my mom, my brother, time with my friends. You know, all everything I do now is literally to increase the time I get with them. Everything. The more the more money I make, the more time I can spend with them. The more money I make, I'm able to delegate things that that take up my time and pay somebody else to do it, so that I have more time. I started a business so that I have more time. Time has become the utmost, most important thing to me because it's the one thing you don't get back. The one thing you can never replace. The one thing that is going to continue on and continue on. And we wake up. My birthday was a couple of weeks ago, and I'm you know I'm 35 now, and it's it's. it's saying to me to say that you know i i feel like you know I, just yesterday i was 25 you know and and working at the gym and you know having fun you know and then you wake up and and i got a daughter and a son and you know and a family and, and all types of stuff and so time and, and it seems the older you get the faster it just goes man it's just week by week and maybe it's because all the stuff we bog ourselves down with and stress about and, and whatnot but i would tell my 14 year old self to value time much more it's much more important than the money money that you think is important um and and to do whatever you could to 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 increase your time with the people that you love and that are around you uh because you know you never know when it when it's when it's going to be when it's going to be up it's going to be your time you can't predict the future to wake up and it's i think about these days i you know i, I don't know if it's a paranoia or what but i think about death a lot you know i, I think about it probably more than a lot of people but 
the reason is it's not that I'm scared of death. It's it's that I'm scared of dying before I've accomplished everything I wanted to and and giving everything I wanted to to the people I love. Um, and so death scares me because it's like, man, have I done enough to make sure I leave behind what I want to leave behind? And, you know, for me, it's just like, well, if I have more time to accomplish those things, I can I can I can do it, you know. Yeah. So that, that is the advice I would give. Uh, and hopefully I would listen. I doubt it, but <laughs> 15 year old me was a little, <laughs> was a little, little hard. Man. <laughs> so. That's, that's great advice though, man. I mean, definitely time. It, it's like you said, it, it's, it's robbing you every, every single second, but at the same time, right. It's like this love hate relationship because it's mm-hmm. also what allows you to experience like you said t- time with your family, you know, with your with your kids, with your loved ones, doing the things that you love, learning, reading, uh, growing as a human being. It's it's, you know, b- basically every second yeah. passes by and you can either be using it for something meaningful or you can be using it to, to doom scroll mm-hmm. on Instagram at the end of the day. And it's like, <laughs> <That's exactly laughs> you know, you just you want to be able to look back and. And say I, I did the best that I could with my time versus you know time yeah. time just passed. So, yeah, great advice, man. It, it was uh, great talking to you today. I'm glad everything's going well for you. Um, I know. Just want to thanks for having me, yeah. man. This is awesome. I, I want to recommend everybody check you out on. Uh, I know you're on Instagram and Spotify for sure. Uh, Breezy Oliver. Um, yeah. So, yeah, you know, if you, yeah. if you guys, anybody out there is a hip hop fan, check him out. I, I definitely recommend his music. Really, sure. really good stuff. Um, any, anything um, else you want to plug, promote, point people to? No, not necessarily, man. Yeah. Music, uh, Spotify, YouTube, you know, hit it. Uh, you just type my name. I mean, you just Google it and anything that I do will come up. B-R-E-E-Z-E Oliver. Uh, that's also my handle on Instagram and Twitter, so forth and so on. Um, but yeah, no, not, nothing else. That's that's cool. all I got. Yeah, and I'll uh, I'll put some links down in the um, description of the uh, the episode too. So just uh, you know, want to send okay. send me over whatever links you got. I'll, I'll put them up. So thank thanks again for coming on, and uh, hope you have a great rest of the day. All right, thanks, boss. Thank you for having no me. No problem, Shane. man. Take it easy. Take it. All right. Thanks for listening to the Renaissance Wisdom Podcast, and hopefully you learned at least one lesson on today's episode. Our mission here is to uncover practical wisdom to create a better way of living for our audience. If you enjoyed this episode, please help us by leaving the show a review on your podcast platform of choice and by giving it a share on social media. This really helps us to grow our audience and to continue to add more episodes. If you are interested in learning more, please check out our website at renaissance-wisdom.com Or check out the book that started it all, Renaissance Wisdom, How to Flourish in the Modern Day, now on Amazon. Thank you again, and may wisdom be your guide.